Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling around the world. And I love interviewing fellow traveling families. We have on our show not only a fellow traveling family, but a fellow Canadian traveling family. They're over there from uh, Toronto, Canada, uh, but they're actually currently in Amsterdam in uh, Holland, uh, the Netherlands, and Europe. Uh, we are actually here in Medellin in Colombia and South America. So we're both, uh, we're all Canadian, but uh, I'm, I'm here in South America, you're over there in Europe, and through the miracle of technology, we're able to connect. Uh, so I'm gonna introduce Chris, introduce, uh, Chris and Yash uh, to share a little bit about their backstory and what made them take the big leap from Toronto to explore the world. Uh, so why don't you guys firstly introduce yourself for the people which are listening and watching. Sure, uh, I'm Yashi. This is Chris, and uh, we are Torontonians who decided to uh, take a five-month adventure and go explore the world with our kids. We have a three-year-old and a five-year-old with us, and uh, yeah, we we have a blog where we share our stories, the adventures, and the misadventures. Um, and yeah, yeah, I guess we were running out of adventures to have in in toronto and we decided to uh really expand the blog by come over coming over to europe and i guess taking the opportunity to to uh, explore the world now that the kids are are i guess old enough to know what they're experiencing but then still young enough so that we're not pulling them out of school too long yeah and uh, luckily your kids are young uh, they're five and three and uh you know we're very similar ages in our kids our daughter over here uh, she's actually on the interview she's five <coughs> and then a son is three and then we have a, a a newborn who's one uh so yashi and chris i'm interested in uh tell us about the journey um so uh, you left toronto and which countries and cities uh, have you visited so far you want to take this so we started in southern spain in early april and went through Malaga, Seville, Granada, before going down to Morocco and, and discovering Fez and Marrakesh in particular. We went to the desert for a night um, and then made our way back to northern Spain as, as the summer approached. So as the summer goes on, we're sort of moving more to the north and, and trying to keep ourselves at a, at a constant temperature. So. So far, we've been in Morocco, Spain, and Germany, and France, and now, now the Netherlands. Ready? What's your favorite country? Oh, that's easy. Canada. <laughs> Besides Canada. But on our trip, I don't know. What do you think, Ash? Uh, I fell in love with Morocco. It's just one of those countries that it just caught me by surprise i've grown up in dubai so i'm used to the middle east but still going there i really liked it and our kids really liked riding a camel just uh, seeing life in a different yeah would you like to ride a camel I already went. tell us about it yeah. for me it was spain I, I like that they stay up late and uh it's just a just a great great country like they love food and we love food so we fit in there Tell me about your camel riding experience. You have to say it. Say it loud so everyone can hear it. Where were you? Where did you do it? In Dubai. Mm. I grew up in Dubai. Do you know that? When I was five years old, I was living in Dubai. What was your favorite part of Dubai? Um, my sister is there. Cousin, cousin. Oh, the cousins. 
Nice. Very nice. Cousin is there, and what else do you like about your bike? Legoland. Legoland. <laughs> I haven't been to yeah. Legoland. That's new, I think. Yeah, it's new. Yeah. Did he go skating in Dubai? Where's Khalifa? Oh, I like Bright Khalifa too. Bright Khalifa, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so uh, tell us about uh, what's next. Uh, you're currently in Amsterdam. You literally just arrived in Amsterdam. Uh, where are you heading to after the, the, the Netherlands? We don't know. That's the mystery of this whole trip. We're just kind of flying the way, you know, whatever we find. And we're actually in a bit of like, this is our last week in the Schengen countries. So if I'm not sure if everyone's aware, but when you're traveling through Europe, there's a bunch of countries that form the Schengen countries and you can only stay 90 days for every 180 day period. This is our last week of the 90 days. So we need to get out. And we thought we were heading to Scotland to meet some friends, but now we just checked the flight prices and it's kind of crazy. So we're just trying to see where else we might explore before our flight out of Manchester back to Toronto. Yeah, so we don't know. How much longer do you have in your trip? How much longer? I have lost count of the days, but I think we have about a month. So Yeah, we'll be back on August the 30th. So yeah. about a month and a week. We would stay in Europe, I think, if, if we could, but... Yeah, uh, we need to get out. <laughs> I don't know. It'd, it'd be nice to to find a different place. I guess we're looking at Croatia, Scotland, UK, anywhere that will accept us, I guess, because uh, uh, we do yeah. have to do Schengen. <laughs> Usually what, people, what people do is they do, a, I guess, a Schengen run. They do a Schengen run uh, across the Eastern Europe, the non-EU countries, and then they come back. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a possibility for us, for sure. Uh, so uh, I'm curious about your methodology of travel. So uh, a lot of people stay in hotels, some people stay in hostels, some people stay in resorts, Airbnbs. You have a very unique uh, type of travel. Walk us through uh, the system you guys use to travel. Sure. So this is actually for this trip. This was our first time uh, engaging with a home exchange uh, website. So prior to that, we were just like everyone else, you know, the hotels, the Airbnbs, the usual. So we've um, partnered with a site called Guest to Guest. And that's basically like you and I putting our homes up, we're going on holiday, and someone else could come and stay at our home. But the difference with this one that I really like is that you can um, accumulate points. So let's say, Ricky, like you want to come visit Toronto, we want to go to Vancouver. We don't have to exchange at the same time. So you could come to Toronto, I could come to Amsterdam, but you just give me the points instead of us doing a direct exchange. So that's what we've been doing for most of this trip. I think we've had about four nights in the last four months that we stayed at a hotel or the desert safari that we did. Um, but other than that, yeah, we've been meeting the locals. Uh, the kids really like it because we're staying in homes that have toys. Like right behind us is like a pile of little kid toys here. Uh, and it's nice to have the comforts of home, right? Like really good internet connection, um, soft fluffy sheets, linens, and yeah. So uh, in terms of if people wanted to register for the site, um, you need to actually put your own house back in Toronto or London or wherever else you are in the world, and then you actually basically trade, but it's on a point system rather than a direct uh, simultaneous trade, right? Yes, and when you sign up, the reason I got into this uh, is, just for signing up, I had enough points to stay a week. So I thought, hey, why don't I try it? 
I put my house up, but I just blocked the calendar. So I didn't really have to do much, right? It's just, I got free week of accommodation to test it out and see how comfortable we were with the program. And then what's happening to your house back in Toronto then? With our house, actually, we've got a renter there uh, during our travels. So there is someone staying there. Um, and they were supposed to leave last month, but they've been extending and we want them out by the time we go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to have somewhere to go back to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, you guys uh, do a lot of family travel, obviously, with, uh, in uh, Canada and now in this epic uh, road trip. Uh, sorry, uh, the epic um, world trip. Um, so walk us through, uh, you know, the highlights for uh, traveling with kids. Uh, how do your kids enjoy it? And tell us about their experience. I think when we were traveling with kids, it's like you're still parenting no matter what. You know, it's just you're parenting in somewhere different that makes you a little more patient and a little more tolerant, hopefully. Um, but our kids have been traveling since they were two months old. Like both kids were on flights um, when they were two months old. So for them, they actually like the adventure. They like traveling. And if we stay at home for too long, they go, when's the next flight? When's the next trip? Where are we going? Um, so they're fairly good when it comes to traveling, like with the planes and trains and things like that. But we still have meltdowns, big crying fest, like daily. We have at least five meltdowns a day, like bedtime routine, brushing your teeth, eating food, like just everyday stuff. Yeah, parenting definitely doesn't stop, <laughs> but we they've surprised us in just how flexible they've been. Now they can sleep anywhere. For the most part, they'll eat anywhere. I mean, they've they're we're, we're trying to raise them to to grow up to be adventurous and to try new things, and so I, I think we're succeeding so far. So on the flip side, uh, tell us about some of the struggles. I mean, it isn't always a rosy uh, social media uh, reality. You know, you see on social media the happiness, the smiles, the joy. But walk us through the inner workings of your family on the road. We've actually been really, I am very good at showing the, <laughs> the reality. So my Instagram stories are filled with just all the meltdowns for the most part. It's not just the happy stuff. And I think we share that often. Like Chris wrote a post last week about just the things he's missing himself, right? Like when we're traveling. Um, but with kids especially, it's just the help. We're used to having, you know, a quick phone call away. My mom could come and watch the kids. We can sneak out for a date night. It's our anniversary tomorrow, and we have obviously the kids, and you know we have nothing planned. <laughs> but we're gonna babysit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're watching your own kids, not babysitting. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, the, the the I guess one of the things that that is frustrating when traveling is, um, in particular, when we're staying with other people's homes, is just being cognizant of of those around us because we're staying in apartments. And, yeah things like that. But our home back in Toronto is pretty soundproof and, and we know the neighbors, so we know we're not disturbing anybody, but here, I guess it's, it can be a concern. So there are times when, you know, we're sort of at a loss trying to calm them down and, and knowing that we're, we're probably making enemies next door. Until you start bribing my kids and saying, okay, I'll give you a chocolate, yeah. just please. So uh, how are you doing with the schooling side of things? I know your kids are really young. They're only five and three, but uh, are you doing any form of education or is it pretty much unschooling, world schooling, uh, road schooling? Well, it's a combination. We originally started with uh, only one of our kids are in school. So the youngest, the three-year-old, is just going to school this September, and it's the reason we're coming back. Uh, the older one, we pulled her out of SK. Uh, for, for uh, I think she missed about four months of school. Her teacher was really good. So he gave us the book that he was using in school. 
Um, so she finished that book in the first month. So since then, I really, I could print out sheets and do things, but occasionally I'll be like, oh, can you write A to Z? And um, we, you try to teach her to read signs and things like that, but it's just really world schooling. And because she's young, I think she was older, we may have uh, been a bit more cognizant in finding the right apps or uh, I know there's lots of resources online uh, that a lot of world schooling families use, so, but we haven't really done too much. Yeah, it wasn't a big factor for us, really. We did, when we first started, I think we were we were reading to them more at night, but now, I guess, near, near the end of the trip, we're a bit more exhausted after, after long days, so I guess the learning is is at the museums that we go to and, and just the seeing, seeing cities, and they definitely ask a lot of questions, so. Oh, gosh. We're not, we're not concerned about them uh, not, not learning much. <laughs> so, uh, you know, one of the things we like to highlight is uh, ethnic minorities who travel. I'm actually Indian of descent, uh, born in Canada. My wife's Filipino, immigrated to Canada. And we see very few Indians, Filipinos, Chinese, Sri Lankans, or any other ethnic minority traveling. So it's amazing. Uh, you know, I think you mentioned you're Sri Lankan, uh, lived in Dubai, now in Canada. And then your husband, um, if you can walk us through, what are your ethnic backgrounds, both of you guys? You go first. Uh, I'm from, I was born in Newfoundland, which is which is uh, mainly of Irish heritage, and as am I. But uh, I, I guess I consider myself a maritimer more so than uh, somebody of Irish heritage. Uh, and yes, yeah, so I am Sri Lankan. I was born in Sri Lanka, but most of my life was spent in Dubai. I went to school in Bahrain and Pakistan, and then I... I've been in the travel world in since the day I was born. My parents were working in the travel industry, so we traveled a lot. And I went to school, in, um, university and college in Maine, in the US, and then did study abroad in England and Australia. So for me, I ended up in Canada to finish off my master's. And that's uh, pretty much where we met. And uh, yeah. I'm amazed you stayed in Canada. I, mean, <laughs> I was uh... not planning on <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I always kind of thought that maybe she, she would uh, take me to another country some, somehow. That was and the script. It's finally happened. Yeah, <laughs> after about ten years in Canada. So uh, you know, just like us, you're a mixed couple. Uh, I'm Indian, Filipino, Canadian, and you guys are a mixed couple as well. Uh, do you find uh, that um, uh, poses any challenges? I mean, in Canada, so multicultural. On the road, not so much. Um, have you guys faced any uh, racism or you know ethnic tension or kind of? Maybe some puzzled look, like you know, okay, what's this white guy with a brown girl? Have you guys, have you guys seen that or noticed that at all? Um, I think, well, first of all, in Toronto, no, because it is so multicultural. And it's one of the reasons we really love Toronto. But at the same time, I think the looks we get in Toronto would be very similar. We've been traveling to countries that ha are used to. They've been big cities for the most part, right? So in cities, it hasn't been too much of an issue. Yeah, especially throughout Europe. Europe yeah. is. is is very multicultural. We found we found Frankfurt to be quite similar to Toronto, just in terms of the uh, the, the various backgrounds of the people who live mm -hmm. there now. I guess the the only place I sort of yeah. felt it was in Morocco a, a bit. I mean, we had one guy kind of stop us on the street and almost sort of give a thumbs up to me and 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 say, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, good job, wow, good job." <laughs> and uh, so I, I don't know. I didn't know what he meant at first, but but maybe that. Uh, uh, then there was those um, the girls on the street. Remember in Morocco with this. Yeah, we did, I did have uh, some teenage girls 
spit some sunflower seeds in, in my face. And I wasn't with to... him, so we don't, and, and those haven't been, it hasn't been like the two of us and someone saying things to the two of us being interracial. It's been just more, okay, he's Caucasian, what's he doing here? Um, and the same thing, like when you come to Sri Lanka, everyone wants like pictures with him and things like that. Uh, but we haven't really, I don't think just as yeah, a couple. Yeah, what was it? In, in Delhi, actually, some kids came Oh, they came stopped me, you but, for like an hour. But yeah, I mean, to answer your question uh, more bluntly, no. I mean, I, I haven't really noticed. No. Any, any different attitudes. But we've been sticking for, to the cities mostly. So I think that's um, helped us. And even in like southern France, smaller villages, they just they've been really welcoming. So yeah, you know, I, I think I found the same way. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people just think we're Indian, and uh, my, they think my wife's Chinese, but she's Filipino. No, I I mean, no one gets Sri Lanka, right? <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Huh? At first, they they have some some people still have the stereotype, uh, especially because we're traveling Asia, we've traveled to Africa, South America. People still have the stereotype that all of Canada's white and uh, there aren't any Indians or Filipinos there. So I think uh, our travels actually helps with cultural understanding and global awareness. That's one of the reasons we travel, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm interested in your travel blog. Uh, you have a great travel blog. Uh, walk us through, uh, when did you launch it and what are you guys writing on it? Uh, so our site is called babyinlife.com. And it started back in 2011. I was home on maternity leave with, I think, Akira. Oh, this was about 10 days probably when the site launched. Um, my brother and I were just seated on a couch and I was planning a trip to India. So we were doing a trip to London, India, and then Paris and heading back to Canada. So I was doing a lot of research and he's like, listen, you're a marketer you're missing work, you're utterly bored. Why don't you just start writing and you're researching all these things. Everyone's telling me I'm crazy for doing this trip. Start writing about it. So I started writing uh, 2011, November. And uh, it's just like, I just kept writing. For us, it was like a diary, right? Sharing it with our friends, our family. Uh, and then we just started seeing like more people were reading it and for the most part, it was me writing alone, uh, him complaining about, hey, you're taking too many pictures, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that, but now he's on board, and he's been writing for about two years. Yeah, when he actually went back to her, her full-time job, she her initial plan was to write every day, and, and yeah, she kept that up for quite a long time, so I always liked writing, and uh, I guess never really knew what to, to write about, and she, I, I would say that she inspired me, and I just, I at first, uh, at, at first, I guess I, I, I was unsure what the what what the benefit of, of the blog was, but then, you know, when it encouraged us to basically get out and go to restaurants and go to new cities, that was the part I I really loved, and and eventually I liked writing about it too. Yeah. So the main premise of the site since day one was to encourage young parents to maintain the pre-baby lifestyle post-baby. So just because you have a child, you don't need to stop doing what you loved. So for us, it was dining out at nice places. It was um, uh, traveling. And those are the two pretty much the cornerstones of most of the content you find. And obviously with a big side of parenting involved in the whole mix. Sounds amazing. Uh, so, um, you know, obviously you're traveling around the world now with your family, uh, and I am as well. Uh, you know, some uh, parents might be thinking, what are these guys on? You know, like, uh, are they crazy traveling the world with young kids? Uh, so what advice or tips would you give to other families who are potentially considering the plunge to international global travel? 
Uh, just do it. Don't think too much about it. I think the uh, there's two things that really prevent families from kind of taking that step I've noticed. And I get a lot of emails on this question. So um, it's usually finances. And, you know, I'm always to say, like, just because you go to a city doesn't mean you need to, you know, shell out $100, $200 going to attractions. Every city has tons of free things to do. We wrote a blog post just today about, you know, a city we've been to that you can do free things at. Um, look for sales on flights. And so I just, you know, I, that's my recommendation. It's like, if budget is a concern, there's cheaper ways to travel. Travel, uh, look at different airports. You can, you know, find deals, plan ahead. Um, accommodations is the other big thing. And that's where we've been saving a lot of money by knowing the home exchange uh, option versus uh, spending money for hotels and looking for cheap ways to dine and eat. So budget has been the concern. The other one has always been like, how hard is it to travel with young kids? And our motto has always been like, my kid's going to be a pain whether they're home in Toronto on our couch or whether they're, you know, just here on the couch in Amsterdam. So it's the same amount. Uh, it's just that, you know, we have little less help and uh, fewer hands to help out. Uh, but do a short trip first and see how you like it. Yeah, my initial view of this trip was that it's a, a basically a practice retirement or a, a midlife retirement. I mean, we've definitely spent money, but we've been we've spent the last ten years working, saving up towards retirement, and we just decided, you know, let's use some of that money now and you know enjoy it while we can. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I, I think of the movie Appa, you know, with the, the husband and wife and they're saving for this big trip and then the wife dies and the husband has to take it alone. So, yeah. you know, why wait? Why wait until you're retired when uh, you've got to do it young? Don't don't be like the guy for the movie Appa. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cute guy, though. <laughs> it's a little Pixar, Pixar lesson of the week. Uh, so I, I want to uh, know about uh, kind of your vision, your vision going forward. Um, so you've already done uh, this big trip, or actually you haven't done it, but you're on, in the process of it, and you're almost done it. Uh, so walk us through what does what the future hold? Do you want to keep doing these big trips? Do you just want to do the two-week vacations? Do you want to just uh, quit your jobs and travel indefinitely? Walk us through the future for us. Um, yes, uh, we haven't really talked about it yet ourselves. We're just kind of on this trip. We know we're missing home and some of the comforts of home and family and friends. Uh, just, you know, even like Friday nights on our couch with all our friends around us, you know, we just miss those little things. So we're looking forward to going back home. Prior to this trip, we were traveling once a month and you know, it was me who was like, oh, I want to do long-term, let's do long-term. So um, I think we'll go back to doing the once a month, uh, especially with them in school. We, it'll be our youngest son's um, first year in school, and we know that that's a big learning curve. Um, we firmly believe in the education system, so we want him to be in that and you know get used to that. So I think we'll go back to the one month trip. Um, in terms of the blog, we'll continue to share stories and adventures. Um, we've been fortunate enough to work with some amazing brands who have been supporting us. So you know, sharing the love with our readers who've been dedicated. You know, some have known us from like you know two pregnancies onwards. So um, I think we'll just continue that and see what I don't know what the future holds. Yeah, that's the plan. I, I think we we're definitely in this uncertain situation right now. We want to go. We know we want to go back to Toronto, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I could see us getting to Toronto and and after six months missing what what we did here. And and uh, you know maybe we can maybe we'll come up with a plan to to sort of do it long term. Maybe travel in the summer. Yeah, you I mean, know when the kids are off really school. 
yeah. I think we just need to get to go back and uh, I guess uh, to, to undergo some reflection on 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 how how much we like this trip because it's been pretty pretty intense. We we travel every four to to seven days, mm -hmm. and we haven't had a lot of time to sit back and and uh, I guess reflect on. No, there's so much, so many things on, to see. How much we actually are so liking. So many new dishes to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I could see us getting home and 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 saying, "Oh, I mean, I wish we had have had have done that." And uh, yeah. we're, I guess we're exposing ourselves to ideas that that might uh, permeate in our our head and then come back later and lead to something else. So what are the big uh, life lessons? You said, uh, you know, you're learning a lot. Uh, any major life lessons? Because at the end of the day, travel isn't really about taking the pictures of the Eiffel Tower, the Coliseum, Big Ben, House of Parliament. It is really about what happens inside us, the changes in our mind, in our heart, in our soul, in our spirit. So tell us about some of the changes that have happened to you guys internally and externally. You want to go? Uh, I, I guess... To, to sort of build on on the last question, it's it's something when, when I get back to Toronto, I, I, I can just see myself uh, taking it all in a, a little more than I than I am right now. Um, just in terms of, of life lessons, I guess I've, I've proven to myself that, you know, I can I can uh, adapt to a lifestyle like this. Uh, I mean, up until this trip. Yeah, I had spent most of my life in in maybe three cities, whereas whereas Yashis yeah. probably live in in ten to fifteen. So it's been, you know, I, I guess affirming for me to 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 know that I can be a nomad. Yeah, I wasn't sure. And I always thought, you know, being a nomad was in my blood. It's we. Uh, growing up, my dad had to move every couple of years because that's his line of work. He'd get promoted to different countries and we'd go with him. So being in Toronto, I was going stir crazy because it's like, oh, I can't be in one place for so long. So for me, I think just being away from Toronto has shown me how much I miss Toronto and that I really enjoyed the lifestyle we had there and our friends and family. So that's been, you know, I didn't think that would be the case and it's clearly the case. Uh, and then for the kids, you know, they are enjoying traveling so we know that they want to continue traveling but we also know kind of their threshold and what they're missing and um, I think we've learned a lot about just their learning styles like the questions they have so many questions so I don't know how we're gonna continue to answer them but we'll have to figure all that out <laughs> so Especially to end off you know uh, where can people find you what is your website and social media so they can follow you, connect with you, and learn more about your trip travels? So. Uh, yeah, so the website is uh, www.babyandlife.com. Uh, on social media, it is me and my channels. Uh, so it is Yashiyanti, which I know is a mouthful. Uh, but I can be found on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, pretty much hourly sharing something or another and on Facebook of course it's our baby in life uh, Facebook page so come join us ask me questions uh, enjoy a glass of wine with me some days because I do that <laughs> online so well hey why don't we end it uh, end, end on that note you know I'm not drinking wine neither is my daughter but we have some Coca-Cola so good cheers cheers cheers. Yeah. cheers and to these guys too Cheers, there you go, boom. Okay, so to family travel. <laughs> to family travel. Yes, to family travel.
Alrighty, so thanks again for your time over there in Amsterdam, uh, one of the most beautiful cities in Europe. Enjoy your time there visiting the Rijksmuseum and uh, you know, enjoying the canals, uh, the beauty of Amsterdam in the Netherlands, the tulips, the windmills, and much more. Thank you so much for having us. Safe thanks. travels, guys. Thanks, Ricky. Bye-bye. Do you want to say anything? Bye-bye. Happy travels. <laughs> Uh, so thanks again uh, for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Happy travels. <laughs> Bye.